Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 136 of the talking the line podcast on this beautiful thursday of bets also known as the last day of september also known as so you don't have to check your calendar september 30th 2021 now I know you saw the title of today's show. I know that you know and we know that there is a loaded show on tap today. We have plenty to discuss in regards to Thursday Night Football, the lone college game on tap today, and plenty of other nonsense along the way. But before we do, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you are watching on youtube might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional ttl crew content dropping like the wise words podcast episode number four dropped yesterday if you haven't watched it yet stop by on your favorite podcast directory oh speaking of podcast directory or it's also available on youtube but If you're listening to the TTL pod on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well. We always release the audio of every live show after we wrap it up and complete it all. Next item up on the docket, wherever you are watching or listening, and you could be so kind, find it in your heart, got a couple extra seconds to do so. After you get done hitting that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat. If you are watching live, hit that share button. Send it on over to your friends, brothers, sisters, uncles, neighbors, enemies, anybody you care. The TTL pod is for all the first time better. To the Daily Degenerate, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you last certainly not least i know you're tired of hearing me gabbing but we got to get through it head on back over to this episode's description hit that first link you see the talk in the line link tree within that link tree you will locate in one perfect location the talk in the line.com website all of the ttl crew social platforms and our additional content so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us on episode 136, I am your humbled and honored to be your host, Colton, Colt45, Sroka, and I will be directing this proverbial podcast boat 
down the stream today, but I cannot do it myself or else it wouldn't go very gently down that aforementioned stream, so I need my co-host, the man who I have referred to as us, we, the crew, everything in between this morning, but have neglected to bring him in. So my friends, it is that time to bring in the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend and TTL resident cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, nothing crazy to report, but no complaints whatsoever. It is a beautiful Thursday. Another, uh, you know, beautiful Thursday night of football, if you want to call it that. But it is football nonetheless. We ain't going to complain too much about what's going on tonight because uh, it is football. But, uh, you know, it is a little bit of a uh, redheaded stepchild of a Thursday night football evening, if I do say so myself. But, hey. We're going to make the most of it. Yeah, easy on the uh, beautiful terms going into yeah, uh, what you know. this football game might be. But yeah, it is, uh, <laughs> it's not the prettiest one on the planet by any means. So uh, hey, welcome in, partner. Of course. Thanks for joining me as always, my guy. Hey, I need a sip of coffee, so I can't take a sip without including you and you in on this as well. So to you, sir, to me, to all you beautiful people out there watching the TTL pod, getting that black elixir of the gods down your gullet this morning. Take your sip. Let's get on with the damn thing. Oh, hey, whoo, about burn the hairs off my tongue. That sucker. <laughs> Ooh, child, please. That is a good cup of joe. We're going to have to come back to that a few more times throughout the opening here. Right. However, we got the usual Thursday show on tap. Sure do. If you are a TTL faithful, you've been by a Thursday show before, you kind of know the drill. You know what we typically do, but yeah, we're not doing exactly all of that here today. Now, we do have some best bets to dish out. I am targeting some value in the lone college football matchup tonight between the Miami Hurricanes and the Virginia Cavaliers. Partners got a little bit of value coming out the Jags and Bengals game, but we got to be honest with you guys. This game stinks. Stinks to high hell. If this game was on a Sunday, any other time than a primetime slot, we wouldn't waste two seconds on it. We would avoid More it with seconds. everything we possibly have. So... All that being said, we will dish out our best bets. Don't you worry, because we still plan on cashing a few tickets tonight sure. and uh, some plus money paulies, if I do say oh, so yeah. myself. Oh, yeah. Partner will have a little bit more to dish out in regards to his as well. So make sure you tune in. Stay tuned for that, if you will. Now, on the other hand, we don't just want to leave you high and dry. Uh, what the hell? They only gave us a couple plays. We're supposed to be cashing a bunch of tickets. Let me go check out some other stuff. Well, we're going to break down a few things for you and some plays that we looked at that a lot we've actually seen going around the, the old Twitter sphere this morning and some other places this morning that we both just could not back in any capacity. We tried to convince each other. We tried to talk each other off the ledge and we just couldn't do it. We could not bring ourselves to put any money on any specific prop or side or play or anything and that's being us being full transparency. Yeah, 100%. With you. We're not going to force it. We, you know us, we're full transparency. That's number one. Number two is the fact that we will always play what we give out. And I, right alongside with my partner, will never ask you to put your money on something that we are not putting our money on no. ourselves. Now, if I give you analysis for something I and I don't play it, I will tell you. Now, that all being said, I'm not going to play this one. Sure. But. If you really, really need to play it, sure. that's where I would lean. For sure. So, all that mouthful being said, we might have a little bit of 
something extra to get into here today. Let me preface it by saying that maybe Colt Buffer makes his return to the TTL pod. Who's to say? Who's to say? So without further ado, let's get into the best bets. Okay. We'll recap them. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about the game in general. And then depending on what time we got there, we might see a reappearance of a legend. Okay. All right. So without further ado, my friends, welcome in to all of you beautiful people stopping by live and in prime time. We can't thank you guys enough for doing so. Let's get into the first segment of the day, my friends. You know the drill. Our mags, best bets of the day. Please, please, please. I suggest you turn the volume way up. One pick coming from my man. Out of the entire slate, possibility of card building from the Bengals and Jaguars, so you know this has value. Get ready to have your ear holes penetrated with nothing but knowledge. And as always, hey partner, you have the floor. All right, my man, I appreciate it. So... We're going to a little bit of a touchdown prop in this one, and we are going to the Jaguars side of things tonight. We are going with a touchdown score, Mr. James Robinson. Roll bird. Now you say, hey, guys, you guys are ISU alum. Doesn't that make you a little bit of a homer? I don't believe so. I don't believe we're doing that in this play at all. Uh, You know, we were actually thinking uh, a different play on James Robinson, the under. As far as him himself, I don't think we have too much bias as far as making plays like this. We don't just hammer him in just for the sake of hammering him in. No. We do believe there's value on this one. Also, a side note, if you do play the old DraftKings sportsbook, they are doing um, first, if you played along last year, it was really, really profitable if you found the right picks. They're doing a first touchdown scorer insurance. So you pick your first touchdown scorer. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, yeah. Dun-dun-dun. This is actually big news. This is uh this deserves a big, big fucking standing O. Shady McCoy. LaShawn yes. McCoy has officially called it a career six-time Pro Bowler. Um a two-time first team all pro. He is signing a one-day contract to retire as a member of the team that brought him up, the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. I know we got some Eagles fans out there. So Shady McCoy coming back one day to retire with yes, his team. Yes, sir. I, big standing O for that guy. I really Huge. hope he gets his uh, the respect he deserves. I, oh, he ain't going to be a Hall of Famer, but he... Uh, they, they don't say there's no Hall of Very Good. He would be in the Hall of Very Good. He yeah. was very, very, very fucking good. Yeah. And, hey, if we're talking Madden, I had 27 touchdowns. Madden Hall of Fame, him, though. So, hey, Madden Hall of Fame. Give it sure. to me. Okay. All right. Speaking of running back, sorry. Had to give credit where no. credit is due. Partner, please continue with our running back of the day. Most definitely. So, uh, DraftKings, first touchdown score insurance. You pick whoever your first touchdown scorer is. If they don't score that first touchdown, but they score a touchdown at any point in the game, you get your money back. So, if you pick someone that's likely to score a touchdown, touchdown it's a pretty damn good bet won a lot of money on mr Devonte adams doing that last yes, year because he, he is a first touchdown machine but typically i do play these whenever there's a running back that can get into the end zone and that's what we've got tonight we've got james robinson at plus money plus 150 on FanDuel. i believe it was plus 130 on DraftKings. Uh, i am actually playing both of them i took a little sprinkle on both of them took yes, that sir. first touchdown action Mr. James Robinson's production has increased this year week over week. Started off week one, five carries. Um, and in that, you could say, oh, well, that's they were passing all game. Carlos Hyde actually out-carried him in that game. Oddly enough, uh, Hyde had nine carries in that game. But since then, 11 carries week two, 15 this past week. 
against Arizona. He played very well against Arizona, found the end zone last week with that increased production, mm-hmm. and I think he could be finding the end zone tonight. He also has a potential of getting there through the air, three catches, three catches, and six catches through the first three weeks. Uh-huh. So his pass catching uh, production is increasing a little bit here. You don't say. And I did mention Carlos Hyde. It is a little odd that they've used him the way that he has been used, a little uh, on the wrong side of 30, if you want to say. Yep. Uh, he, like I said, he outcarried him week one, nine carries, and then he dropped all the way down to two carries and then eight carries last week. He's also not a pass catching back at all there, quickly realizing that he is not the guy to uh, be putting in the game all too often at all here. Um, and I, like I said, it's unbelievable that he played as much as he did in week one. James Robinson has played at least 60% of the snaps in each week here, 73% in week two. I think we see at least 70% once again here tonight. 100% on that 70%. Yeah. And Carlos Hyde, 34% or less. He was 24% uh, in that one uh, where James Robinson has 73%. I think he's going 25% or less uh, on the way uh, tonight and beyond, honestly, here. I really like this one tonight, my man. I really think James Robinson is going to start getting back to the guy that we saw last week. People, if you're a James Robinson owner or if you bet on him the first week or so, you were pretty disappointed. And it wasn't James Robinson. It was just the way that they've used him. And now it's clear that he's getting back into their game plan. They're putting the ball in his hands. They're relying on him. And his yards per carry has been pretty damn solid last year and continuing on to this year. Even when they didn't uh, give him the ball too much in week one, he was right around five yards per carry. So he's been very productive. They see that. They're going to continue giving them rock. And I like his chances to get in the end zone tonight at plus 150, partner. Hey, you don't have to convince us anymore, my friend. You already got it all checked off on the first portion there. I absolutely love it, my friend. I, too, will be playing the uh, first touchdown score yes, on DraftKings because I see one plus way. Plus 900. Yes, plus 900. I was going to get there. But I will uh, be playing that because... I do see the Jacksonville Jaguars getting this ball first one way or another. Mm. And I think that either the Bengals defer and say, hey, come on, let us have it. Let's see what you got. Or Urban saying, I'm going to stick it to you, Zach. I'm not playing any of that shit. Let's get after it. So I see one way or another they get it. And I see James ripping off a nice little 20, 30-yard bust at the beginning. Because the one thing that wouldn't surprise me, and we talked talked about it in the offseason. We talked about it yesterday to check and see if it's happened. This Jaguars team with Daryl Bevel as offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel is historically very, very good in the early portions of these games, specifically first quarter. Hasn't been quite the case so far this year. I believe uh, last week a little bit. I think we start to maybe see that here in the first quarter against this Bengals defense tonight. I think so. Not saying the Bengals or not saying the Jaguars get this win, but I think they start off uh, nice and early here. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with you, and we will talk a lot more about about uh, some of the kind of game script and yeah. things we're thinking here very shortly. But right now, that is my partner's first and only best bet of the day, James Robinson, Rollbirds, anytime touchdown scorer. If you do play DraftKings as well, hammer in, opt in to the uh, primetime touchdown promo, I believe is what it's called, primetime touchdown, touchdown insurance whatever, or something like that. touchdown insurance. Opt into that and place a exact wager on him to score a uh, first touchdown as well at plus 900. Excellent odds. We think he gets in. Might even get in first. Who's to say? Who's to say? All that being said, my friends, we told you it was going to be a little light. However, I still got some value for you, too. We'll go back very shortly to the Jags and the Bengals matchup, and we'd love to answer any questions you guys have. So if you have any live questions, drop them in the chat as well. We'll definitely answer those. But quickly, before we do all of that, slide on over to my best bets of the day. Well, you didn't think that I could sit here and have a college football game on tap on a Thursday evening and not 
take some type of action yeah. to find some type of value. Yeah. Who would I be if I could not do that? I would not be the NCAAF expert I claim to be. So, that all being said, I got some value, my friends. And it might not be the value you are expecting, but I highly suggest you once again turn that volume way up and get ready for some knowledge here, my friends. Now, going to the matchup between the Virginia Cavaliers and Miami Hurricanes. This is a two-star play for me because I have seen a little shakiness from the team that I am backing, but I do believe that this is the perfect spot, a get-right game, mm -hmm. if you will. I'm taking Virginia Cavaliers plus six, plus five and a half, plus four and a half. Wherever you're finding it on your book, I am more than comfortable. Let me tell you why. First things first, Miami has zero business being favored by over anybody, being favored over anybody by almost a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Now you say Colt. It's not, it's not almost a touchdown. What the hell's going on? It's at four and a half right now. You just said, oh, well, let me take you back real quick of how this line has moved over sure. the course of the last 24 yeah. hours. Huge, huge, huge amounts of reverse line movement here, my friends. It opened up at minus two and a half at the beginning of the week. Yep. Quickly jumped all the way up to six and a half, five and a half, held at six, six and a half across all major books last night. Yep. Open up the books this morning, see how we're cooking, see what we're rocking to make sure I give Riley the right line if it's at six or six and a half. And it has dropped back down to four and a half on some books, back up to five and a half now. It's like the fucking raging bull at Six Flags yeah. Great America. Yeah. If you are from the Chicagoland area, I'm telling you, it's all over the fucking place. I'm not buying it. All this movement, despite... Miami's spread, wherever the fuck it's at, getting 53% of bets and 61% of actual money wagered. Do not hop on the roller coaster. Do not buy this nonsense. Trust the points with the dog. This is going to be yet another shootout, but I'll give you some other key reasons as to why I like this other than the doggone reverse line movement. You don't like that? I got some cold hard facts for you. Miami has looked terrible against sure competent have. opponents, sure against have. opponents in general. But they got mobbed by Michigan State at home, 38-17. Got destroyed by Alabama, roll tie, baby, 44-13. And almost, let me say, should have lost against the Appalachian State Mountaineers. That game was 23-21 in Miami. And then last week, oh, they're back, they're good to go. Against Central fucking Connecticut? Give me a break and a half, boys. Let me tell you about Virginia. I know you can't draw a whole lot from their schedule. Mm -hmm. I know you might look at me, and you, as a matter of fact, looked at me at the beginning of the week, partner, and I said something to this tune. Virginia's played nobody, and they've gotten into ACC play, and they've looked awful. Okay, I agree with that. But if the Cavaliers are going to get right at any point in time in the ACC, and I believe they do under the absolute nuclear power plant that is Bronco Mendenhall, head coach of the Cavaliers... I believe the get-right game is against the Hurricanes. They have done nothing to prove to me that anything is going to change from how they've played so far. Manny Diaz has done nothing in the last three years to prove to me that he is going to be a touchdown favorite ever again or deserves to be a touchdown yeah. favorite ever again. Love De'Eric King. I think he's an electric guy, but he's coming in off of injury. I don't think we see him gain any type of momentum. I think he continues to slide down. And if anybody's going to gain momentum... I think it's Brendan Armstrong for UVA. 
He's quietly having a damn good quarterbacking season, and I think that only continues to rise against a Miami defense that's shown some holes. Hey, you like all the flash and the chains and the shit? That's once every once in a while. Those haven't been sticking out in my mind too much, and if I do remember, against the Spartans, they got that bad boy out and had to put it back right in back the box. In. Yep. Back in the box. <laughs> so, you don't like all of that, my friends. You don't believe me. All of their, let the trends speak for themselves. Virginia. 5-2 ATS last seven following an ATS lost. 4-1 ATS last five ACC conference games. Virginia, 8-3-1 ATS last 12 games in September. That's right, we got one day left of September. That's tonight. Miami, 2-5 ATS last seven following a straight-up win. 1-6 ATS last seven home games. 2-5 ATS last seven games as a favorite and combined the last two for 1-4 ATS last five as a home favorite. UVA is 6-2 ATS the last eight meetings overall between these two teams. And oh my gosh, it's being played in Hard Rock. We have to look somewhat into home field advantage. <laughs> Fooey. The Cavaliers are 5-1 ATS last six meetings in Miami. Give me all of the damn Cavs at plus 6.5, plus 5.5, plus 4.5, wherever you want to find it. I'm not brave enough to hammer in the money line. Might have a similar play tomorrow, but you'll have to tune into tomorrow's show to find it. But tonight, I am down with the get down for a sweat. See a little 33 to 30, absolutely bananas Thursday night game. And we cover this no problem. So one more time, my best bet of the day, Virginia Cavaliers. Whatever line you're finding it at, take the plus money. I like plus it, doggies. my man. I like it, my man. You, before this, you talked me into it. And now, yeah, really pushed me over the damn edge. I told I, you I had the heat. Yeah, well, the so, heat. <laughs> and you raised my concerns early. I was never at any point, and you didn't say that I was, but I was never at any point on Miami. It was more so just me staying away. Yeah. But then you look at Miami against their ACC opponents. Uh, it wasn't their offense that had any problems. Uh, that's one thing to mention. Their offense should have no problems tonight. And their defense, I mean, UNC put together their best offensive performance that they had all season long against uh, against Virginia. So I, think, I don't think you can buy into that as much. And we also think that Wake Forest is pretty damn good. And I don't think Miami is in the same conversation as Wake Forest here. Derek King, everyone wanted to rat, rant and rave about him. I it, think it's, it's just a, the it's athletic, just... you know, the athletic, you know, flashy. Yeah. And he'll make some plays. Sure. He might make some sure. plays tonight. He might. He'll probably make a lot of plays. But he's not that game manager. He, he ain't that bad. Yeah, I, I put this I, I out of pick him because I'm honestly talking reason... myself into the damn money line. Yeah, if I'm being and, honest, yeah, and we might, you might see a sprinkle from yeah. it, even though it's not official on the show. You might see a sprinkle because, man, the more I talk through it, you know. Just Miami has just not done any type of yeah. anything that I can just say, yeah, they deserve to be favored. This is an overreaction line from a 69 nothing victory over Central Connecticut. Central Connecticut. Can you name a player on that team? Because I can't. I'm going to add one more thing here, and maybe I'm crazy here, but my, I don't um, think so. Virginia absolutely torched our Illinois football team, yeah. 42 to 14, and we are like, oh, that's nothing. That's Illinois. They're terrible. They're terrible on offense. Illinois defense hasn't been scrubbed. They, no, they obviously they, they handled Nebraska. Made, they made Purdue look goofy 13 last week. Nine. I, they played I, Maryland seventeen to twenty. I mean, Illinois Every, defense ain't terrible, man. It's what you learn with college football, and as you hear us talk through this, it's not apples to apples. No, no, you can't, no, no. You can't see one team play this team, play that team, right. and oh yeah, this is what's gonna happen. There is a lot of shit that goes into yeah. this, and honestly, with how both of these games or both of these teams run their tempo, how they run their plays, what they do, 
I mean, they're damn near identical, and I just think this is going to be a shootout and a half. I think the defense— I think Virginia has think the better offense. Virginia has the better defense, too. They just haven't shown it this year. Yeah. I, I think they you, caught UNC and Wake Forest in a bad, at, for Virginia's sake, at the wrong time. If you watch Virginia in 2020, <laughs> like, they did not lose that many fucking defensive no. guys. I mean, that's—I'm beating the drum on that. Like, they have a good defense, and Bronco Mendenhall, my man— nuclear power plant i think he's gonna have those boys ready to run through a fucking brick wall yeah. in uh hard rock stadium tonight and the spartans had no issues with uh being in hard rock stadium at all so that no. i put a final closing yeah. stamp on that place so yeah, there you for go. the hurricane's sake i don't think that's as much of a home field advantage as not it is for the dolphins ever not whatsoever so there you go there you have it our mag's best bets my best bets of the day I love quickly it. Let's recap them for you. We're about 25 minutes after the hour. We'll do a little jabbing about uh, why we don't like uh, some of the plays sure. on uh, tonight's game and kind of what we foresee as uh, happening this evening. And then uh, we'll do a little bit more gabbing. So, for the first time, live on your screen, the TTL Crew's best bets for September 30th, 2021. Wow, what a loaded slate we Ooh, have boy. here today. Boy, oh boy. All right, so uh, you see it? Right above us, Mag's making uh, one pick on Mon or Thursday Night Football here this evening. He is taking uh, paid Manning action going once again, taking, boys. Uh, James Robinson anytime <laughs> touchdown score. If you are also playing uh, on DraftKings, you can take James Robinson first touchdown yes, score plus nine hundred. Get your money back on the primetime prop if he does end up getting into the sacred side that all being said yes. turn your attention opposite side of your screen the right side of your screen no pick for me either on thursday night football i'm going to talk about that here in just a little bit but i am hammering into whatever line you're finding at i do not care the virginia cavaliers plus six is where i got it at fine with plus five and a half and if it drops down again on some reverse line movement plus four and a half you might see me smash in the money line as well so there you go there you have it Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bet of the day and whatever the current line is on your favorite sports book. Okay, my friends. I know that's a whole lot for you to dissect and look through and, and takes a lot of time to get added to your books. Hope you got them all added because they are gone. All right, so you tuned in today and you said holy shit joe burrow is uh losing my fucking shoe under him uh joe burrow is on the uh on the thumbnail we're uh, we're diving deep into thursday night football we're gonna be talking all of that shit what what the hell are you guys doing giving us a touchdown score prop and then nothing else besides that and giving us the virginia cavaliers well first of all both of those plays have immense fucking yeah. value and i think we get not think i know I'm putting that energy out there. We get both those bad boys yeah. to the pay window this yeah. evening. Let me let us tell you a little bit what the fuck we're thinking here because I uh, I started in first thing. You walked in the uh, the studio here this morning on this play, that play. Still trying to convince you of my fucking Panthers. Yeah, going just going. Yeah. I was I was at him this morning, <laughs> yeah. and he goes, "Hey, hey, hey, hold the fuck on before we go any further. What about the Jags and Bengals?" <laughs> and I said, "Oh fuck, I totally forgot." And I said, "I said, hey man." I don't know about you, but I hate this game. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I mean, thank I'm God. Excited. We're on the Slightly same excited side. to watch it, but from a game of as perspective. A fan, yeah. As a fan of the NFL, I'm very intrigued to see if Trevor Lawrence can pull himself out of this rut or if he loses 
His first four games in the NFL, the exact same number he lost in his entire high school and collegiate career combined, and they were postseason losses. Insane. Uh, Just shows you what coming to the big boy leagues in the NFL Mm -hmm. can do to anybody. Now, that is one big factor. I don't know if he rebounds. I don't know if there's something, we see something there, or against this Bengals team that made the Steelers and Big Ben look really, really goofy. And your Bears beat them, but, I mean, it wasn't like a fucking offensive showcase. Not at all. I don't know that you can trust either way. Now, when I can't trust either way and I can't deduct if a quarterback is going to show up or not, then I'll look to the other side. Obviously, that's an easy one. No problem at all. Let me look at the other quarterback. I don't know if Joe Burrow shows up. Or does not. Now, I'm not saying he's going to have a 50-yard fucking game with no. five interceptions. That's not what I'm saying. He's got to lay the hammer down, though. I'm also saying that his passing yards total is too fucking good. Yeah. It's at 240 fucking eight, and he's gone over 300 in f- his last five home games. Excuse me, what? Against the worst secondary in the NFL right now, arguably? Excuse me, What? We'd be crazy not to hammer that in, but it's it's not valuable. Nope. There's no value on these lines. Do not, please. I mean, for your sake. Yeah, Joe Mixon has been balling out. His number's pretty damn high. Yeah, it's in, it's absolutely insane. They've set some of these numbers spot fucking on. The books are going to rake tonight. If you dive deep into the prop markets, I can assure you that they are spot on. And if you want to sweat it out by a yeah, I mean, yard, you can, somebody will have success. Yeah, but. yeah, and and you know. There'll be success here or there, but I truly don't believe that there is a way you can just, is how I'm handicapping this game. This is exactly how this is going to happen because the Bengals defense can show up or it might not. Joe Mixon might show up or he might not. The Bengals receivers should show up. They should have a field day against the secondary. I like that. My biggest issue is do they protect Joe Burrow or not? And against this Jags team, they should, right? But they also, the Bengals haven't really been able to protect him at and all. the Jags front seven, if they have any strength on defense, it's their front seven. Yeah. I mean, out of anything, as bad as that team is. And when we go back and forth like this, and, and we can find counter-arguments to our counter-arguments <laughs> yeah, to the counter-arguments, there's no fucking reason to be putting your money. And you can call us squares, you can call us goofies, go ahead, that's fine, but... I'm not going to be pissing away money tonight no. on on stupid plays that I can't tell you one way or another with confidence that they actually hit. I mean, one that if you're willing to lay some chalk, Joe Mixon at minus 190. Jaguars have allowed five rushing touchdowns, but at minus 190, unless you're laying a nice number on that, and at two touchdowns, I don't know what the number is at two touchdowns, but that's pretty damn tough. James Conner yeah. did it last week, but I, I'm not putting my money on that. So... Talk all about these props. Yeah. We don't give a damn about props. Colt, our mags, what the hell are you guys talking about? We care about the total and the spread. Okay, well, we got opinions on that shit, too. Because we backed the Jags at plus seven and a half last week against the Arizona Cardinals in a very similar situation, and we both have come to the agreement that I we will not. A I ago. did, too, and we will not. Sit and watch this game and tell you to put your money on a plus seven and a half spread. And 
watched them lose it by 30 no. when they had it within three. I will not ask you to do that, nope. and I am not going to risk that happening once again. You know the freaking saying we have here on the show now because of the Jacksonville team out of Duval. Jags gone jag. You know the drill. You know how it is. It's how it is around here. So, And I don't typically believe in this bad betting juju, this and that. But this is a team that makes me believe in that. If if we hammer in the Jags, they're going to lose by 30, like you just said. Correct. If we hammer in the Bengals Correct. or stay away even, I kind of expect the Jags to fucking cover tonight. Correct. And that's uh, that's kind of what I'm the most worried about. And, and I don't want I'm... any part of it. No. No. I and I don't want it. any part of it. So then you say, okay, well, then if you're that worried about the Jags not being able to cover, you're not worried about any anything on that, then okay. Why shouldn't we just take the Bengals minus seven and a half? Well, let me fucking tell you why you shouldn't take the Bengals minus seven (laughs) and a half. And this is courtesy of the legendary PJ Walsh at the Action Network. The Bengals have been favorites of seven and a half points or more just 27 times in the last, uh, we'll say since 2003. Mm -hmm. Uh, So last 18 years trying to do that quick math and also look at all these other numbers um they have against seven and a half or more we'll stick we'll just say seven and a half favorites they are 12 14 and one in those games that's a 46.2 percent cover rate let me take it even further two teams favored in the nfl by a touchdown touchdown and a half plus the hook since 2003 have gone 530 569 and 14, a 48.2% cover rate. The Bengals couldn't get it done against my shit-ass Bears. What makes you think they're going to be able to get it done by more than a touchdown over the key number of seven against the Jaguars? Right. But, again, I do not have enough faith that the Jaguars are going to keep that close enough to have enough faith in that. They had a kick six last week. What did they do against the Broncos? Didn't they have a kick return against the Broncos and they still didn't cover? Something close to that. I don't know that they got it in there, but I know they did last week. And it's just like... Because I'm pretty sure they had a touchdown that wasn't an offensive touchdown against the Broncos that gave you hope that they can hang in those games. And it was Fugazi as hell. So... It's Fugazi. (laughs) It's all Fugazi. Yeah. Is all it is. That's all I know, and that's why we're going to be staying away from it, guys. I mean, the Jags are just going to be seven and a half every single damn week, unless they play. They're the already Jets or seven and a half Texans. next week, aren't they? Yeah, like, that's what I told you. I think dude, oh. I don't remember what team it is. Yeah, so I I can't buy into it. Oh. I will not ask you guys to buy into it, and we will not continue to beat a dead horse all day long. Right. The total as well. That's where I was. Yeah. This is to wrap <laughs> everything up here. We'll we'll hit every single part as to we look through every possible potential value we could find, and there is not none of it. The total, 46 and a half. Drops from 47 and a half. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's mine, baby. Oh, 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 oh. 40% of bets with 68% of actual money wagered. Oh, come on, come on, baby. Smash it in. Give it to me. I ain't doing it. No. I am not. Those are the same trends my last three unders in primetime games have gone. And if you didn't know, unders are one and eight in primetime games so far this year. But I also am thinking like, okay, even if you think this is a slot fest, we could have a slot fest with a couple defensive touchdowns, especially the team's touchdowns, and it's a 24-27 game here. Yeah. (laughs) Or it could be 13-8. I don't know, man. 
I don't know. And it just barely squeaks yeah. over. And, you know, 27-24, I mean, that that just feels like a, a solid, but I, I don't know. Ow. I don't know. I can't Ow. tell you one way or the other. And I don't think that there is a side that you should risk your hard-earned money on investing on this evening. If this was, let's be honest, if this was a Sunday game, you, 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 you and me would all be running in the opposite fucking direction. We would not in a million years back the Cincinnati Bengals more than th three points. I'm not backing yeah. them more than three. I, I would put, lean. I would lean towards them if it was under a touchdown, this, but I would yeah, back them. This is like two and a half, three. Maybe I think about taking the Bengals. Yeah, but. Seven and a half. No, but then again, okay, Colt, fine. Didn't hammer in the Jaguars. No, <laughs> the Jags going Jag. I'm not fucking doing it. Oh, and you God. shouldn't either. There's no reason for you to piss your money away on this game. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, my friends, the, we got the value. Literally the conversations we had for an the, hour and a half today. an hour and a half this morning. We went back and forth <laughs> just like this. Um, so we do believe, however, out of anything, anything is to happen. Hashtag roll fucking birds. Our man, James Killer J. Robinson, uh -huh. gets in Is that what they call him? the sacred side. I don't know. That's my nickname <laughs> for him. Next time I see him. Killer J, what up, my guy? Hey, here's a nice silver lining. After this Thursday, do you know what next Thursday's game is? Even more hot pie. Oh, it's, shit? it's, no, 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 no. It's a nice little primo. Seahawks, Rams. Ooh. Seahawks, so Rams. We have Seahawks 49ers this weekend, Rams, right. Cardinals this weekend. Yeah. Then we get Seahawks Rams for TNF. Yep. Oh, 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 oh excuse Rams me. Rams at Seahawks. What the? F oh, let's go. That's a good one, man. Let's go. Hey, if you didn't know. And 49ers uh, Cardinals next week. Big AFC West so they, games. So too. they play. Damn, the schedule, the schedule yeah. makers are making it happen between mm -hmm. the uh, NFC West right now. Speaking of, put out a couple of polls this morning. Yep. On the old talking the line Twitter. Check out a little update. Old bird app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's check it out. I put out an AFC West winner and mm -hmm. I put out who's gonna win the NFC West. You follow us on Twitter, you ain't smashed in your uh your opinion. Come on, get on over yonder. Yes, but what, what are we working at with NFC West? Uh seventy-eight percent on the Rams. Oh, not 11, surprising. At eleven nobody on the Niners. Looks like uh, a couple people on the Cardinals and Seahawks. That's only eleven percent mm -hmm. each way. What was the other one you said? AFC. Okay, right before that. Yep. Uh, we got the Chargers at 50%, Chiefs 33, Broncos 17, nobody on the damn Raiders. Hmm. Um, a little update for tonight's game, 40, oh my God, 40% on the Bengals, 40% on the Jaguars, 10% on the over, 10% on the under. If you needed any more hot damn confirmation as to why you don't need to put your fucking money on that wow. game, I, I I don't know what more you need us to say. I don't even. I don't, I don't know what more that. you need us to say. There's the 50, 50, 10, and 10. Like, that is insane. That is insane. You guys do not need any more confirmation as to why you do not need to put your fucking money on this no. game. And if you are... I, I'm not and saying I would say, that oh, people... Hold on. Hey, I'm sorry. not saying that people aren't fucking experts. No. But if somebody hits a play tonight, it is going to be like shooting a fucking... Fish in a billion ga gallon barrel. Yep. Impossible. Yep. I, I, yeah, I don't even know where I was going. It wasn't any, it was <laughs> nonsense. Like was, yeah. No, no, we have, and you can say on that poll, we do have some Jags fan followers. I can't imagine they would be that confident no. today. <laughs> no, no, no. Because <laughs> they're not, they're, you know, they're a passionate fan base, but they're, yeah. they are also a pretty, they're truthful. Yeah, They're at least fairly realistic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Quick tip. All that. Oh, so, goodness. As promised, if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted it this morning. I said, no other show like it. 
we are not like any other gambling show on the market because because we're also not going to come at you with confidence. Oh, no, damn, we're fucking realists. We're not suits. We fucking told you that. Like, we're not going to sit here and act like we're fucking geniuses when there's no value and try and dissect some type of value. Like, we're not going to ever bullshit you. And that's why we hope you continue to come around and stick around because we're not the average Joes. We're not the average goons. Now, we've talked about it all. <laughs> Everything there. We're above average we're not goons. doing it. And we're above average goons for <laughs> sure. That, um... That poll solidified everything. Now, 40, 40, 10, 10. Now that uh, that does it all. Um, did not think it was gonna get that heated. I didn't either. <laughs> but we got time. Okay, let's lay it down. We got time for just a quick little sum sum, and we'll get to our mag sidebar here shortly. Some no TTL announcements. No nothing crazy. And we'll also uh, get to my motivation minutes. But before we do all that, ladies and gentlemen, it has been. A very long time since I've had the opportunity to do this and bring this back to you, my friends. So it is with great pleasure in my heart that I say unto you. We are live from the TTL Production Studios in Chicago. Chicago for UFC Fight Night. I have no fucking idea what the number is, but it's going to be a banger for the main card between Johnny Walker and Tiago Santos. Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner. This man is a freestyle fighter. He stands five feet, 10 inches tall, weighing in five feet, 11 inches. So fucking he's six foot. He weighs just what he should for his fucking weight class. Don't you ask him anything otherwise. He'll use the knees. He'll use the bows. He'll use whatever he must to get the victory in the cage. Ladies and gentlemen, the rumbling, the tumbling, baddest motherfucking gambler on the planet, Riley. Armax Magnuson! Welcome in, partner. Welcome in. I'm sweating now. All of you who have <laughs> not ever been privy to a Colt Buffer Waza. introduction, it is back in prime time. And that is right. We are talking some UFC. Got my partner going. That MVP bitch sweat is probably rocking big now. Pointed to it. Hey. You said you used elbows. <laughs> I said I didn't. <laughs> You don't want to mess oh, with this. Hey, sad. man, I, first of all, I usually don't get like this. Hey. This is the show podcast only that I get hey, like. I, know. I don't know it's, what the deal insane. is. It's all right. It's just because we get to talk and we get to move in. It's some extra, uh, extra. You're just like Peyton, man. You're just like she Peyton. My girlfriend literally just chatted and called me out again. I absolutely love it, dude. All that being said, let's talk some UFC. All right. So first things first. Let's take a look. Let's take a gander. <laughs> Quit wearing gray. <laughs> <laughs> it might, might, be, might be your issue because I'm, hey, look at me. I'm fucking good to go. Uh, yeah, that's probably a move. That's probably a move. Yeah. <laughs> might be the move. Might be the move. Hey, either way, no harm, no foul gives us something else to talk about. UFC coming up this weekend, my friends. Hey, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I promise. Hell of a fight card, man. Hell of a fucking fight card. I'll still give you my blog on Saturday. Yeah. I'm still going to write everything out. I'm not going to tell you shit at all about who <laughs> I'm taking. We're just going to talk about some fight fan perspective and some fights you need to be privy to and some ones I'm going to be writing about. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. What you got? Well, no, it's it's about the, one of these matchups. So okay. Go okay. Go okay. So it was just a, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll start off uh, right from the top because there are some of my favorite fighters on the UFC roster on this fight card. So I can't fucking wait. 
First fight of the night, you have Yanni Eduardo versus Alejandro Perez. Um, going to be a scrap to start things off. Alejandro Perez is a bad fucking dude, but so is Yanni Eduardo. Yeah. Um, hashtag don't bet against Brazilians, Eduardo. Um, don't know where I'm leaning quite yet. I'm going to have to dive into that one, but... You know, I said it in my analysis last week. I typically don't like to start things off with the first fight of the yep. night. Yeah, but yep. if there's fucking value. There's oh, fucking yeah. value. For sure. There was you last, did last week. week right? yeah, 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 we cashed that bad boy. That's we right. cashed that plus money poly. So we'll see what happens there. But next one uh, up on tap, Stephanie Egger versus Shauna Young. I no real opinions there. I'm going to have to dive into that one. If I'm not mistaken, one of these gals is fresh off the DWCS. If I'm not mistaken... No, I don't think so, not actually. Her. Uh, so maybe Young. Uh, no, they no, are not. Neither one. They uh, both have. Uh, they well, both uh, have, it's been a while, but uh, Shana Young went to, uh, she was in the Contender Series, but that was two years ago. Yeah, and then she got but out she of lost. the UFC she and then came yeah, back yeah. into yep. the UFC. Yeah, so that that would be uh, the most recent. They both have uh, two fights. Uh, both have had one fight each, I apologize. And uh, they both have lost those. So... I'm going to have to dig into that one. Not sure there's too much value there. Next one. Um, you know, you give me... Nah, I can't do it. Hashtag don't bet against Brazilians. Douglas Silva de Andrade versus Gaito Pirello. Um, Gaetano Pirello is going to make this a scrap and a half, but as a plus 200 dog, it's just not worth a punt. They got to be a little worth a little bit more to me. They got to yeah. be up into the 270s, 300 for me yep. to take a punt because this seems it's like totally different yeah. when like... Because sometimes, man, any sport, it's so easy for a minus 200, minus 300 favorite to, to, to lose, lose outright. Sure. In UFC, it's not really. No. It's pretty, pretty fucking spot on. But you get into the plus 300s for yeah. a dog, worse than punts. Yeah, I was going to say, these minus 240s uh, seem like the safe... If you're gonna back a favorite with yeah. some chalk, it seems like the two hundred to two fifty range yeah, is if, a decent if, bet. If you got a dime burning a hole in your pocket and and you want to back some chalk and you want a good winning bet, I would say so. Yeah. Now it's not that way every time, but for sure more often than not. Sure. Now, first fight that I'm actually watered up for. So my this friend. was gonna. <laughs> were you muttering about this this morning? Uh, yeah. Or maybe I, not muttering, but I, yeah, in my yes, ears, yeah. it was about Because yeah. uh, Devontae Smith, I thought you were talking about Eagles receiver Devontae Smith versus somebody. I was like, why is he talking about Devontae Smith <laughs> against <laughs> the Chiefs on Sunday right now? No, like, no, <laughs> no, no. Goodness gracious. Um, we have Devontae Smith versus Jamie Malarkey. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Malarkey is one of, uh, I believe he's one of the city kickboxing guys. If not, yep, he, uh, he is. He is. So, um, he's from New Zealand. I always, I always, um, group those guys in together yeah and, and like if they're from new zealand i was like ah oh, they got to be a city kickboxing guy because that's sure. that's just the premier gym but word on the streets is that uh city kickboxing is moving to the states really? i uh, believe i did hear this i i tweeted something about eugene talking about it and then also izzy has said some pretty suggestive things say, he would be the one to their, drive it right uh, yeah he or really, at least the, from, from he a fighter really would perspective. be and and the reason why it's happening is still because uncle COVID's being a motherfucker and australia new zealand whatever you want to call oh, yeah. it is still on like full lockdown mm. i mean volkanovsky and uh hooker had to get like complete visas yeah. get cleared through everything they can't go back into their homeland for like the next six weeks like, right it's still a whole thing over there mm -hmm. so I, I I don't know. It it kind of worries me with Malarkey. Um, well, so here's spot. so here's something what? from a uh, well, I guess a casual perspective here. Jamie Malarkey just beat Kamaworthy in his last fight. Yeah, yeah. Smith lost to Kamaworthy. This was two years ago, though. 
Is there anything to draw from that whatsoever? I don't think so, because Kama Worthy has uh, he's really improved his game since then, but he's also not like the highest of the highest. There's a reason sure. why you haven't seen Kama Worthy okay. in, in the cage for a little while. I mean, he's good. I'm not going to take anything away from him because, I mean, he himself has been solid, but he has lost back-to-back -back fights. Sure. So that's the reason why. And, you know, Luis Pena, too. Ah, sad story with that guy. Well, not really sad. He's a piece of shit. But <laughs> he beat the shit out of his girlfriend. But Dumb fuck. But yeah. uh, you know. all that being said, there's, there's another rabbit hole. You never know where we're going. But as far as Malarkey and Smith... um. I got to side with the city kickboxing boys just because they're they're on a tear right yeah. now. I love Malarkey, but also Smith, he's got the six strike and accuracy advantage and he's also got the reach. So, and he's got the ground game. Uh not entirely, he's just more accurate. Well, so I have to look through that one. I'm going to have sure. to do a little bit of digging, but that is going to be an Gun to your head right now, you're going Malarkey though. I'm going Malarkey. I'm going the underdog because plus 130. Malarkey should not be a plus 130 dog. It's I don't just think so. it's just what's what I'm drawn from what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Just what's uh <laughs> digging off of my head. Uh next fight on the card. Bej Correa versus Carol Hosa. That is precisely how you say it. Mm, that is Brazilian. If you don't believe me, that would be if you're a nice nasally Chicagoan, it would be Carol Rosa and Beth Correa. But it's Bej Correa and Carol Hosa. That all being said. Love the translation yes, for sir. us uh, nasally Chicagoans. Absolutely, sir. absolutely. Just so we're all on the same page. You look, he said something about Bej, and there's a Beth Correa. What the hell is that? So, all that being said, uh, we have, I, you know, I think Correa is worth a punt, man. She's at plus 380. Bej is always, always a fucking dog. Now, I know. That Rosa, Rosa holds some pretty significant uh, advantages against Bedge. She is on a five-fight win streak. Bedge has been pretty shitty in her last few fights, but she's, she's getting been getting up taking, there in age, huh? Yeah, she's getting up there, 11-5-1. I mean, this might be one of her last opportunities. So you give me a Brazilian with one of their last opportunities to prove that they got some shit after going, uh, what was that, 1-3-1 uh, in their last five Something fights. Something like that. Um, Worth a punt at plus 380. I just told you, it gets 350 and above for some of these underdogs, and they are worth a look. They actually had a kid on the uh, Contender Series, I bet, on on Tuesday night that uh, was a plus 385 dog. Cashed him. Um, so it's worth a look. Worth okay. a look. So you, right. might, you might see her in my blog. I'm not sure. Next one up, uh, Antonina Shevchenko, the bullet sister, and going up against Casey O'Neill. Now, if I'm not mistaken, oh, Casey O'Neill's a Tiger Muay Thai gal. Ooh, okay. Five-fight win streaks. She's only had two in the UFC. She is 7-0 right now, so that's intriguing. But, man, you just can't help but not want to bet against a Shevchenko sister. Mm -hmm. uh, even though Antonina is clearly not her sister no. in any shape, shape, sure. or form of the word. She's two and three in her last five, and she just got her teeth waxed in um, by Andrea Lee. Which, Never lost back-to-back -back fights, though. That is true. Andrea Lee is not the the best fighter in the world, but it is kind of worrisome that yeah. uh, Antonina's only three losses ever in her nine and three record have all been in the UFC. Sure. So... A little something to think about. Definitely not her sister, but I do think it's going to be a scrap and a half with Casey O'Neill. That's 7-0. and That kind of tends to be, and don't fucking quote me on this, but it tends to be like right when they lose their first fight. Okay. And that 7-0, and okay. crispy 7-0 and streak, it tends to be right when something happens. And you know what's actually funny is that uh, last week, my boy, Uros Medic, was 7-0, and and he lost his first okay. fight. So. Okay. 
little something something to think about there next one up on the slip here my friends uh we have joe selecki versus jared gooden now i can't tell you gun to my head either way where i'm siding here i kind of want to again go with the underdog jared gooden just because i think this is an extremely close fight i can't call it one way or another um Hey Ma, you didn't have to uh you didn't have to retract that. I would like that you <laughs> laugh. Appreciate you tuning in. Love you, Ma. Uh all that being said, um let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean he's a plus one twenty dog. Gordon is. Um I can't really tell you much about him right off the jump. I'm gonna have to dive into some of these guys, but I think this is gonna be one of the uh the closer fights on the card of the night, if I do say sure. so myself. Then you got Alexander Hernandez making his return finally against Mike Breeden. Not really too interested in backing Hernandez after a long layoff at minus 550, to tell you the truth. I believe he has not gotten in the cage. Oh, he did. Uh, he fought Tiago Moises. That's right. Um, that Wow, that's... Wow, I totally forgot about that fight. That was February the 27th. Okay, so maybe not as long of a layoff, but do I believe that he is a minus 550 favorite? I don't know. I think he's it's getting... a lot of lay. A lot, yeah. lot of chalk. A lot to lay. And I think he is uh, getting that because he lost in a unanimous decision to Tiago Moises, who has also proved that he is not ready for the upper echelon of the division, that being the lightweight, yet. That too being said... Ooh. One I'm really looking forward to, Aspen Ladd and Macy Chiasson should be really good. This is a big prove-it moment for Aspen Ladd. And if she can get through Macy, she's going to be uh, moving up pretty quick in the bantamweight division. Misha Sukunov and Krzysztof Jatko are the next two guys. Uh, legendary Polish power with Jatko. Um, I would have to side with him as the minus 150 favorite. Gun to my head right off the jump. I think this is going to be a scrap and a half. So I will definitely have some plays on this. I might have a couple of additional round props, stuff like that too. Uh, then next fight up, Alex Oliveria versus Nico Price. This one also, my friends, is going to be a scrap and a half. Nico Price is just missing a few screws in the head and he would probably yeah. he would probably give me a hug for saying that. He's just like that kind of guy. Yeah. He's just a psychopath. 100%. He loves to fight. He's a he's just he's the fucking dude. He's a guy and a half. The problem is, is that uh Alex is probably just about equally the same in Brazilian form. So yeah. both of these yeah. guys have a few screws missing and, and both of these guys are desperate for a win. Yeah, so I think we are going to see swinging for the fences. Fight of the night candidate. Fight of the night candidate for sure. Early look ahead and feel free to quote me whenever. Uh, next one up. Really looking forward to this. Yeah. Uh, we saw his brother, Chris Daukus. He stay, uh, He got his win in the heavyweight division, stayed in Vegas to now coach his brother, Kyle, mm -hmm. who is fighting big mouth, Kevin Holland. This is going to be a scrap and a half. I don't know, however, that... Kyle Daukus has what it takes. He is great. He is good. He is dominant. Because this was kind of no disrespect to Daukus. No. This was Kyle, Kevin Holland kind of going up, trying to get his big fights. Didn't work out for him, obviously. And now he's kind of coming back down to earth, right to, he, closer yeah. to his level. And he's got to start scrapping yeah. again. And I am very concerned that uh, we see the return of the Kevin Holland that is talking the entire fight, mm -hmm. is staying at range, and <laughs> absolutely picks apart Daukus. His last two fights were also five-rounders, main events for fight night. And this yeah, yeah. one's back down to three rounds, so... Yeah, and he's going to want to be getting back in that main Is that more event. of an advantage for him, three rounds instead of five round for him? Uh, I mean, Not I much of a difference? I wouldn't say much of a difference. Okay. He's got the gas tank to go okay. five. Okay. I mean, he proved it. But for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, with him having a five-inch reach advantage over Dalkus, and I mean, they're pretty doggone similar in every other aspect of the game. I, I'm leaning Holland yeah. off the jump, but I don't know if I want to eat 160, so I might have to try and find a little bit of additional value. Sure. I'll let you guys know for sure. Last fight, already talked about it. Main event, Tiago Santos and Johnny Walker. Uh, right off the bat, leaning Tiago Santos. Not sure if I want to eat the minus 160. I think I do because I don't think that Johnny Walker needs to be a light heavyweight um I think he would he would be a lot more comfortable cutting that weight and going down to 185 I, I truly 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 believe that um I, I Johnny Walker is actually one of my favorite guys on the roster I just don't think that he needs to be a light heavyweight sure, sure. um he looked a little brutal in a few of his past fights uh to say the least he did KO uh Ryan Spann which is like okay how'd you get that done but I think maybe Ryan Spann a little bit more holes in his game than yeah. not but there was also a reason that he beat Ryan Spann, and Ryan Spann just had a number one contender fight with um, Lionheart uh, yeah, Smith. Yeah, Smith. Uh, for uh, just a couple weeks ago. So I think it was last week, right? Uh, two weeks ago. Last week was okay. Volkanovski and Ortega. Right. So I was thinking week, that was on the undercard, but guess yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. that. Uh, no, that was the main event. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're so right. there's that. Uh, I will definitely have a play on that as well. But uh, card and a half coming up here this weekend, yeah, my man. friends. That's the entire card. Uh, I'll break down everything kind of opinion. So yeah, I will definitely have uh, plenty of thoughts to get through in my blog, everything like that. So plenty more coming on that. But uh, just wanted to give you guys Love a little, it. little some, some. We haven't, we hadn't talked much UFC for a long time. Wanted to give you guys uh, my thoughts where I was at. Next rabbit hole to go down. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melt on the heart, festering on the soul. You have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 136 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful September 30th, last day of September, 2021. All right, nothing crazy, as I mentioned before. Jaguars lead this series with the Bengals 13 ah. to 10, actually. A little oh. surprising, right? A little now bit. That just, if, that, if that doesn't even fuck you up any more than that, like what in the... Continue, right. please. I apologize. Uh, that's about, no, that's it for that couple on this day. 1947, mm. first mm. televised World Series game on this day. 1947, Yankees versus the Brooklyn Dodgers. And in 1956, <laughs> my White Sox started as the youngest, I believe it's the youngest starting pitcher to start a game, not the youngest to appear. 16-year-old, 1956, started a game at pitcher for the Chicago White Sox. Youngest really? to start a game. Who was that? Jim Darrington? Jim Darrington. Darrington. Uh, not the youngest to appear in World War II time. There was like a 15-year-old that found his way onto uh, onto the field. But, uh, really? Yeah, 16-year-old getting the start. Wild, wild, wild. I got an OTD for you mm -hmm. on this date. Mm -hmm. 1992. The legendary George Brett. You know of the name? I do. He gets his 3,000th hit. Ah, okay. And moments later, one pitch after, as a matter of fact, Gets picked off and sent back to the dugout. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> well, more you know on this date in 1992. Interesting. Uh, I tweeted about it uh, on this day, 2008. Basically, the last great White Sox moment happened. Uh, they had uh, game 163. I meant to ask you. Game 163 to get into the postseason. They won one nothing. Jim told me he hit a seventh inning bomb. Uh, one of my favorite I Sox do remember moments. that bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a good bomb. Anyways, for sure. uh, meant to ask you. Yep. Because I didn't look too deep into it and I wanted to kind of get your opinion. What the fuck's going on? Uh, I'll look at that here in a minute while you're giving your opinion. Um, Tim Anderson suspended three games. What the fuck's going on there? Yeah, some goofy-ass shit. He appealed it. I think it might get cut down. Uh, no uh, effect on postseason if it because I think there's only three games left. But, uh, yeah, he'll either serve those three games now. He could get it appealed, and it might be pushed off till next season. There was just a little weird scuffle at the end of the Sox-Tigers game. What's today? Thursday. So that would have been either Monday or Tuesday. Uh-huh. 
basically the Sox are pissed off because every team and their brother keeps hitting Jose Abreu for no fucking reason, mm -hmm. and he had enough of that shit. Slid into second a little, uh, a little hard, a little hard at uh, Nico Goodwin. Immediately got up and they had a they had a few words for each other and then I guess I tried to watch the Couple video. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Movements. But I guess I Tim you. Anderson like bumped into an umpire on accident or something like I that. I hate when that shit happens, man. And like in football where they're like they're yeah. like like what the fuck and like. But I, I tried ref, to watch the video like and I didn't a, even see shit. That's what like dude it just this I this happened like last week. Maybe I, I missed this off my chest. Stupid fucking ref just comes running in to yeah. a group of insane boys going at it and this guy throws his hands up. Damn it and. Hits yeah. the brim of the fucking well, I mean, Another fucking fl hey, fifteen fucking yeah, flags. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy's get him the fuck out of here. He's aggressive. He's dangerous well, to remember, society. Do you remember? And yeah, this was an accident. Break. He gave suspensions. Carlos Boober, Boozer was cheering. Turn, does a fist bump, turns around, straight up. Yeah, just, <laughs> just but anyway, I mean, Tim Anderson, he tweeted yesterday after, like, 10 minutes after the news came out, that he had the sense, he said, I call BS. And yeah. Tim Anderson's not some hot mouth where he's going to no. complain like that for no fucking no. reason. Like... So yeah, it's uh, he stands it's, up it's when fishy. He... he did play last night though, so he appealed it. I don't know what's gonna come out of it, but hmm. uh, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing to write home about too much there. Okay, well, interesting. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Frank Thomas heads group that oh. buys fields of Dr field of dream site in Dyersville, Iowa. Damn, I didn't get that update. I was like that was trying ESPN to find one. Yeah. Interesting I, one. ESPN didn't send it to me. What the fuck, ESPN? So Big Hurt making plays here. Maybe it's because I had the ESPN app open. I'm not sure. Man, maybe. Who knows? Big Hurt way. making plays. Making plays. My the man. Old Big Hurt. My man. Uh, that all being said, anything remaining from your sidebar? I mean, no, but this uh, AL wildcard race is fucking wild. It's uh, about as getting as crazy. So, like, oh, there could be a five-team playoff tie. And it's like, all right, relax. Like, the A's are out of that. Correct. Extremely unlikely. But there is very much in play for a three- to four-team yeah. some way tie here. Uh, Yankees and Blue Jays have another massive game tonight. The Red Hot Seattle Mariners are trying to sneak through the damn back the door. The legend right? of Chris Flexen might find its way into yeah. the playoffs, my friend. And uh, you know, I the, can't wait. the Red Sox are kind of floundering, but they've got uh, two or three left with the Nationals, so they might survive. But I don't know. I am uh, hoping for some damn chaos. I've got a little uh, sprinkle uh, last week on a plus eleven hundred Mariners to make the playoffs. Yesterday, before they won, it was down to plus three hundred. <laughs> don't know where it's sitting at today, but. Uh, Wow. Pretty damn excited. I did a Look little same sprinkle on the Yankees to miss, but uh, Look at you. I'll, t I'll be happy with the Mariners hey. at the plus 1100. Yeah, Mariners at plus 1100. I'd throw 10 bucks on that. You got a fresh 110 in your count there, kid. Most definitely. Holy cow. All right. Well, all that being said, told you uh, my blog is still coming on Saturday. So you'll see uh, the Colts UFC blog, picks, props, punts, and parlays. Our mags extra cheddar, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday before game we'll time. But we'll see. whenever it needs to come out, it's not until 325. So might have to see a little bit of value early Sunday morning. Be on the lookout for that. And less than uh, two weeks away here from the start of the uh NBA season, NHL, NHL season, uh, less than four weeks away, three weeks away from the NBA season. And then right before you know it, about 39 days away from the college basketball season. So it is about to get That's hot. So wild. That's so wild. Hot we were, we were sitting on pins and needles when the clock was striking 60 days for the damn NFL. <laughs> and here we are with two, three weeks for NHL, NBA no under 40 for college basketball. It's like, all right, cool. Yep. They're coming. It'll be yep. nice. Insane. Insane. <laughs> it's just because there is such a dead period in I know. between there and MLB gets so, so, so long. So, 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 so what I was saying, um, <laughs> be on the lookout for all that stuff. And uh, one other final reminder, if you have not already already mentioned in this show, 
stop by Wise Words episode number four, the other podcast presented by the Talking the Line Sports Media crew. I suggest you stop on by because we had the sports consigliere on episode number four, the legendary Dave Sharpen. Uh, absolutely nuclear power plant informative. You learn a little bit more about Dave uh, outside of just his Twitter. If you don't follow him on Twitter, we talk about him a lot. Got the quality follow from our guy. I mean, hey, told you, slowly but surely, we're going places. Slowly but surely, we're going places. You just stay on the rocket ship and we'll continue to go to the moon. In addition to all of that, make sure at the bare minimum, you just stay locked into the TTL pod. You continue to stop on by, get all the updates, nonsense, everything going on. Or also at the bare minimum, you don't have time for a full daily show. Just keep uh, following us at Talking the Line on Twitter. We'll always keep you updated, latest and greatest. Everything rocking and rolling around. I do see there's a little bit there. Small one? Uh, Definitely. Joe Judd said Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard will mostly be with trainers today if they are not practicing, which seems to be the implication. Seems <laughs> unlikely they play on Sunday against the old Saints in New Orleans. Yeah, you uh, don't log a Thursday practice. Pretty rough to log a Friday yeah. practice. So and a couple other small a ones rolling in. Uh, Lamar Jackson's back injury. Don't think it's anything serious. Nothing crazy. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was back out on the field. Um, and for the Buccaneers, during the portion of Bucks practice, open to the media, no Gronk, no JPP, or Gio Bernard. Antonio Brown has returned. Absolutely love it. Thank you, sir. Last but certainly not least, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. Make sure you never miss the start of a live show or any other content dropping. Again, hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, hit the share button, all that good stuff. Can't tell you how much we appreciate it. When you do, only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. All of that, my friends. Uh, anything I missed in addition to that, partner? I think we are set I think to we're rock about and ready roll. To rock. Don't right. miss tomorrow's show, our favorite day of the damn week. Friday picks! <laughs> College football, <laughs> NFL. I already got my entire 14 yeah. card. Well, it'll be 13 come tomorrow after Virginia gets done cashing and we take it to the pay window tonight. It'll be 13 for the weekend. Plenty value out there. Nice, easy. Hey, if you have been following me and you have been volume betting, there is no way you have not made money because I've been doing the exact plays that I've said and betting them exactly how I've told you and I've made substantial amounts of money. So please continue to listen along. Friday's show, going to be insane. We had a little bit of wheel spinning start to the week on Monday, but I don't even care. That is just the sacrifice that comes every once in a while. Wasn't even a bad Sunday or bad weekend at all. Love Saturday's board. Love it, love it, love it. I'm locked in. Mags is still working on locking his everything in. Mostly Uh, locked in. A little bit here and there. All that being said, you want to find the early value, check us out on the Action app. I'm at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Riley is at rmags. You can also see the best bets on the Today's Best Bets tab on TalkingTheLine.com if you want to check all that nonsense out. Outside of that, though, my friends... Uh, you have to stick around and wait around for all the analysis, insights, and trends behind those plays on tomorrow's show. Make sure you hit that notification bell so you don't miss it. All that being said, last but certainly not least, you know what we do here, something that no other show on the market in our industry does, and we and I promise that I will never skip it. We will always dish this out for you because we need a little bit of extra inspiration, motivation to get us through our days. So with all that being said, Let me shed a little positivity on you today with 
my motivation minutes. So, this one is sticking on the same track that I have been uh, the entire week here so far. Uh, kind of chasing your dreams, chasing your passions, not being afraid to make the jump, yada, yada, yada. Now, once you do make that jump, I kind of wanted to give you a hello from the other side. One of those moments, right? You know, you're, you're on the opposite <laughs> side. You've already taken the jump. You've already done your thing. Sorry, I am just so gassed up for Sunday Night Football and Adele doing that whole thing. It's just, it's got me on a whole nother planet yeah. right now. But hello from the other side. That all being said, what I wanted to tell you, <laughs> when you guys make that jump, you make that leap of faith, you're walking the path less traveled, if you will. You're trying to make a way in the wilderness, if you will, place that few dare to go. Because you're somebody that is willing to risk going too far because you know that's really where you truly find out how far you can go. Some days it's still going to get hard. Some days you're not going to be able to push through. And I wanted to give you just something short and sweet. And I wrote about this a while back in my Inspiration Corner when we had just the newsletter. And it's just something you can consistently say to yourself when, uh, and you'll see why I made that face in a second, say to yourself, when things get rough, times get hard, you make that jump and you think about turning around. You think about letting all of the efforts that you've already given go to waste what I want you to remember and what I want you to tell yourself when you get to those moments that you think that you have nothing left to give and you have nothing or no farther you can go, consistent and persistent. I will stay consistent and I will be persistent. I will stay consistent. I will be persistent. And if you have to say that more than five times, you got to say it 10 times. You got to say it 20 times to turn that mindset around put it back in full throttle, and start going, then so be it. But I can promise you that if you utilize that, when you get in those hard times, in those moments, I will stay consistent. I will be persistent. It will turn that mindset around, and it will get you through that hard time. But I also want you to remember consistent and persistent, not just as something you can say to yourself, consistent and persistent, but the impact of those words and what they mean to you achieving your dreams. You have to be consistent. You have to show up every day when nobody else does. You have to give 150% effort when everybody else says it's okay to give 100. You have to be willing to dive deep into 250% effort when everybody decides that now they're going to start giving 150. You have to be willing to go above and beyond and stay consistent with how you act, how you move, how you grow. You have to stay consistent. You have to be in the same version of yourself. Now, I wouldn't want to say that because you always want to grow. You always want to get better. But you have to continue to stay on the course. You have to continue to trudge down that path, that road less traveled. You have to keep moving because nobody else is going to knock down that wall for you. And while you're staying consistent, you got to be persistent. Because you're going to run into a few walls and you ain't going to knock them down the first time. I can promise you that. You're going to be going about 150 miles an hour. Everything is beautiful. You're cruising in your convertible, hair blowing in the wind, and smack into a wall. 
You're going to get out, and you're going to find a new car, and you're going to drive into it again. You're going to smack right into that son of a gun again, and you ain't going to bust through it. A couple of bricks might have fall through, but you ain't getting through yet. Now, in those moments, you got to remember to stay persistent. You got to remember to go find that next car. It might be a junker. It might be the hardest one to drive. It might not have any power steering. It might be the hardest option out there, but it might just be the one that gets you through that wall. It might just be that time you chose to be persistent and consistent and continue to drive on that gets you through that wall. So loaded with acronyms, loaded with metaphors, loaded with uh, all types of stuff, visuals, laughs, everything in between to remind you to be consistent and persistent. Not for me, but for you, my friends. I hope that you remember today, if nothing else, you will be consistent and you will stay persistent. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Great stuff as always, my man. I will save some time because we are getting a little longer than we expected today, but uh, great stuff as always. Hey, is what it is. No problem whatsoever. That officially does it. My motivation minutes of the day, quarter after the hour. Last but certainly not least here, my friends, one final check. See if we got anything. Uh, Antonio Gibson not practicing. A little bit worrisome there, but I'm not too concerned yet. All that being said, we'll have an absolutely loaded show for you tomorrow. Don't you worry about that. Friday picks. We got our entire college football slates, cards, whatever you want to say, and our entire NFL cards dished out for you tomorrow with analysis. No question about it. So get ready. Hit that notification bell. Come on around to Bend for tomorrow's show. We'll definitely have loads of picks then, no doubt. All that being said, my friends, it's time to... Uh, Send you on about your days till we get to see you again tomorrow. So for now, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, fans of the NFL Shield, fantasy football players, anybody who might have stumbled upon the TTL pod for the first time, or anybody we might have just left out far and wide for myself and mags thank you so much for choosing to stop by the ttl pod today from the bottom of our hearts we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it all your support all your following we will continue to load the rocket with jet fuel or rocket fuel or maybe a combination of both so it goes even faster i have no idea for your benefit and making ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you out there again thank you thank you thank you Make sure you lock in the best bets of the day so you can stay with us at the end of every show after you meet us at the pay window every day, too. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Thursday, unless you have any other plans. And as always, let's cash some tickets.